I think we're supposed to be a charismatic family where we share the, the gift that God has given to us through Father Shamanad and through our whole history. We share that gift with the church today. The Marianist uh, family could be a family that models that kind of church because I think that is the church that Mary shows us. Welcome to Sharing Our Marianist Stories, a new podcast brought to you by the North American Center for Marianist Studies, otherwise known as NACMIS. I'm Patty Garrett. And I'm Sister Gabby Bebo. Today is a very nice interview between Father Dave Fleming and his sister, Marcita Riley. They actually came in and asked if they could interview each other. It was a great discussion, and it was a really wonderful example of Marianist family within the Marianist family. Patty, you did this interview and I listened to it later. And I I think what struck me the most about the interview was not only just that their brother and sister talking to each other about their experiences. Um, and that was really fun to listen to them. But also to hear Marcita Riley talk about how she lives in Kansas and there aren't a lot of like ma- other Marianists there. And she just said like, well, I'm going to build a Marianist presence here. And, and so she did it and she started different lay groups. And so she'll talk about that today too. And she talks about how she was eight years old when her big brother went off into the Marianist family and she would, they would look forward to getting the letters and hearing how he was traveling the world. And that is sort of what initially piqued her interest about what this Marianist thing is. But as we'll learn, she developed her own fondness, need, and discovery of what it means to be Marianist. So we hope that you enjoy our podcast today and hopefully learn something too. My name is Marcita Riley, and uh, I want to introduce my brother, Father David Fleming. Um, I guess one of the things we wanted to do was to talk about uh, what we see as the future for the Marianist family and uh, his hopes and dreams and, and what I see. And we've had different kind of different experiences. This is my much younger sister, Marcita. <laughs> yes, Marcita, much younger. <laughs> who, is, uh, who has surprised me in, her, in recent years by becoming a very, very uh, active and uh, participative member of the Marianist family. She surprised me because uh, it was something new for her and something in which uh, came as I, I didn't know anything about until it was already well-developed. And it's been a delight for me to see that. You know, for most of my life, I felt like a Marianist because David left for the seminary when I was eight, and we were always following him around the world wherever he was. And uh, wherever there, wherever we went, there was this wonderful Marianist family spirit. I mean, you felt it wherever we went and stayed, and 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 it it was such a wonderful gift of church. But it wasn't what I felt in my own parish. And as I grew older, I, I yearned for that. But I live in Kansas, and there is no institutional presence of, uh, of, of SMs or FMI, religious. And I wanted to be able to share that with others 
so I just invited people to come and say, you know, let's, I, I, here's some material that's kind of interesting. And, and uh, got, we got, so we would invite uh, a father, Mac Minimi, and, and other people, I could see that hunger, and they really were attracted to that. And I, I recognize that the, I've now started three little groups. I recognize that we are all in different places of development as far as formation in, in Marianist spirituality. But we are hungry for it, and we, it, the Marianist family really fulfills a need, a spiritual need, a deep spiritual need that we have. And in my little rural farming community, our people are very committed to the charism and to the commitment to to carry to be a gift to our little parish so that we are the welcoming we are the people who to bring life and caring and that listening that marian way mm-hmm. of being church and i think there are a lot of people who are looking for a new kind of experience of church an experience of church that might be more uh, uh, a response to their immediate uh, felt needs and their their confusions and their doubts and their searchings. Um, I think uh, a lot of people really need something like that. We need a church where people know how to listen, uh, where people know how to uh, enter into dialogue and kind of respect the different speeds of growth and levels of growth of each person and certainly a church where people are concerned about uh, the people around them, about the society, our society, which is so often very confused and very difficult, uh, concerned about the poor, concerned about the suffering, concerned about those who seem to be lost. So I think we're supposed to be a charismatic family where we share uh, gifts, the, the gift that God has given to us through Father Shamanad and through our whole history. We share that gift with uh, the church today. I think that maybe the, the Marianist uh, family could be a family that models that kind of church because I think that is the church that Mary shows us. In this next part of the interview, Marcita asks Father Dave to tell a little bit about his experience with the Marianists in India. Father Dave has spent a lot of time in India, and that's one of the places that he lives for much of the year. And so he talks about the different kinds of ministries that they have in India, and especially the their ministry with the poor. You know, here in the U.S., um, mostly Marianists are, are in schools. And uh, but when I when we went to visit you when I went to visit you in India, it's it's a different it's really a different way that the Marianists are carrying forth their their mission. You want to say a little bit about that? Yeah, I think uh, when we Marianists went to India, we came from the states, and uh, it was definitely part of a new movement in the eighties, particularly to try to be more in union with the poor. And uh, we chose to take up a mission in India, partly because we thought that would be a good way to respond to the needs of the poor around the world, which are so enormous. So 
Not that everybody in India is poor, but there's plenty of poor there. And we said, if we're going to do anything there, what, what we want to do is to some kind of direct service to the poor, to respond to the poor. And so uh, gradually we, we had to t- first train some Indian members. So that's mainly been my work. I haven't been working directly with very poor people, but with a simple Indian Catholics who wanted to serve in the church and be be Marianists. And so over the years, we have tried to work with them that way, and we started, first of all, street children's programs in the slums of the big city of Bangalore, tremendous uh, poverty, tremendous uh, alienation that they have, and tremendous family problems. Uh, uh, that We try to respond to that in very simple ways, just listening to them and taking care of them and... and uh, trying to help them realize that they have uh, a, a better future that they can create uh, gradually in their lives. So we started with that. And then uh, we moved into uh, the areas of North India, which are very rural areas, and where you can, if you're in a big Indian city, you can have very good education and all that. But if you're in the countryside, you might have nothing. You might have a uh, some kind of a school that's a school on on paper but doesn't really function much at all. So we uh, we started about six or seven schools in those areas now in North India in which we really work out and reach out to the poor. And usually along with the school there goes a development program, so a rural development program that would teach parents, uh, young adults, uh, anybody who's interested, some skills that would allow them to earn their living with. So it's really been a a response to the poor, and it's still going in that way, I think, with a lot of energy, a lot of hope, uh, a lot of difficulty, because it's, first of all, the work is hard, and secondly, it's hard to find the resources to support it. But but we really think that's that's our mission in India. In this next part, Father Dave asks his sister about her participation in a Marianist online course called Community. I actually was in that course myself with Marcita and about eight other women. And in that course, this community grew on its own, and they created a community called Our Lady of the Round Table that is still in existence. And Marcita will talk about that and how it has changed and grown through the years. You know, you have also had an online community for many years of people who are not even in the same geographical area, but who have really uh, stimulated and developed one another. I think that's an interesting part of what you've done. It's, again, reaching out to people who have the same kind of interests and needs as you do. You know, can you tell us a little about that? Yes, that came from a NACMAS course. I took one because um, you told me I should. <laughs> and uh, there was such a wonderful group. I think, Patty, weren't you in the group? Yes. And um, so at the end of that, it was like, it was only five weeks long. And we, and we said, we can't stop being together because we needed each other. And uh, so we said, well, let's get together, and, and we, we started doing Lexio five days a week uh, over on, online, and, and, so, and then we'd talk about stuff. But 
we formed a very strong bond. So the course bonded us, and, and then it shaped how we met. And then we met every day uh, and made that commitment to each other. And we've been in... Uh, we've been doing it now for 10 years. We've only met face-to-face twice, um, once in uh, Ireland, because one of our members is in Ireland, and another time in, uh, David took us on a pilgrimage of the founders. But our members are in um, uh, Europe and Canada, U.S., of course, um, Kenya uh, and Australia, so we're pretty much when we now have monthly face-to-face video calls, um, and the time zone is the most interesting thing that we have to <laughs> combat. <laughs> we as laity sometimes have become way too dependent on the vowed religious, who have so many gifts to give us, but but in reality we've got to be the carriers of the charism. Like our young graduates who go out and they just love the Marianist spirituality, but then they get a job that doesn't have any Marianist presence. And I guess I would really encourage them to, to grow it. So it's like living the charism and just inviting other people in and exploring if they're interested in the kind of the kinds of things you'd like to talk about, and then, you know, start small and just invite people. And you're not, you're, you're just talking to them about the things that you care about, and, but it doesn't have to start out with being, well, we're going to be Marianist. We're going to be a community first, a caring community, a welcoming community that focuses on your personal spirituality. Thank you for listening to Sharing Our Marianist Stories. To learn more about this podcast, go to www.nacmas.org. That's www.nacms.org. We'll also have more information about Our Lady of the Roundtable and more information on our online courses. And if you enjoyed this podcast or other podcasts that we've done, Please tell your friends and invite them to subscribe to our podcast through iTunes or Stitcher, or just look us up on the website. Thanks for listening.